any expense that you wouldn't have otherwise incurred if you weren't operating the business is the best way I try to describe it to clients. You're having to travel all around to meet with your accountant or meet with your lawyer or whatever. Like you mean, expense the mileage. You wouldn't have had to come to my office to talk to me if you didn't have a business in a professional corporation. Let's say you're operating a dental practice and you're not incorporated and something happens and a client goes to sue you. Now all your assets, your house, you mean your RSPs, all your financial savings, they can technically go after those assets. Whereas if you have an incorporation, the business runs in an incorporation, they can only go after the assets of the business. Dentists are very loyal. So like if they get an accountant and like, and they work with that accountant, they're not going to leave that accountant. How do you build trust with clients? It's just consistently showing up. We go to the dental schools and we're on campus and we give them free advice and feel free to grill us. Feel free to ask all those questions. Make sure we know what we're talking about and build that trust over time. There is times when like, let's say we're doing the corporate tax return and things maybe are a mess. And before we go and do a bunch of extra work and then charge you our hourly rate for it, we'll reach out to you be like, hey, do they want to figure this out or do you want to engage? us to do it and then we try to give you an estimate okay this is what it would cost us to try to clean these things up a bit so. i find life is a string of pearls you could pursue one of a million paths we have chad from uh, bdo on the podcast what's chad, the chad what's up buddy nice to be here yeah man dude i was chatting with this guy earlier He's got a lot of info. I could have used his services a couple of years ago. There you go. Well, you mean, too bad we had not met at that time. Yeah, so. man. <laughs> Do you even work in Alberta? Uh, I have. I used to have one client in Alberta, and yeah. then they moved. Uh, now they're in Ontario. Okay, because yeah. you, you mainly work in Ontario, yeah? Yeah, most of the time. Yeah, but it all depends on, like, you might have a relationship with a client, and then they move out there, yeah, but they're yeah. going to still keep working with us. Okay. And some of our clients are big enough. Like, I have a big client who has a permanent establishment out in Alberta. Yeah, yeah. But their headquarters is outside of Guelph. Oh, okay. So then, yeah, you got to file the Alberta tax return and, yeah. and deal with that. So, so, so tell me, what, what do you do? What's your what's your job? Yeah, so basically, I I help from a, so I'm in the accounting and assurance group. So I'll help clients like if they need compilation financial statements for the bank, like we'll prepare those financial statements for them, like uh, walk them through like what it actually means. Like yeah. I mean, what are the numbers? How do they sort of like you mean you made this much in revenue, this much in expenses? What are things that you can actually expense within your corporation? What can you like expense? The definition that I use is any expense that you wouldn't have otherwise incurred if you weren't operating the business is the best way I try to describe it to clients. So they're like, I mean, can I expense this? It's like, well, would you have bought that suit if you didn't have a dental practice? I mean, clothing's probably a bad example because yeah. I always tell people like, no, don't no, expense you can't, you can't Everyone's got to buy clothes. you got to yeah. have something. But it's like, you I mean, if you're having to travel all around to, you I mean, meet with your accountant or meet with your lawyer or whatever, like, you mean, expense the mileage. Like, you I mean, you that's an expense that you wouldn't have incurred. You wouldn't have had to come to my office to talk to me if you didn't have a like a business in a professional corporation. Really? You know I mean, things can, like... Can you put your car in your prof corp? You can. It I've just, heard so many sketchy things about this. Yeah, it just creates some complicated... Because then you got to you gotta separate out the personal benefit you would get from the car. Yeah. So depending on like how much the car costs and things like that, um, and there's certain limitations on how much you can deduct. So say you buy a car and it's worth $50,000 yeah. in your corporation. Um, the limit of the actual like tax cost you can claim on it is 30 so you're losing out on the 20 and then you got to every year you got to calculate okay how much did i use that car for personal purposes and then and then add that to your t4 statement saying okay this is my personal benefit Uh, from using a company vehicle but like one step back yeah what is incorporating and why should someone do it yeah so 
it's, it gets more complicated with professionals, but like if you're just operating the actual business and, and you're making a, like a decent amount of money, the two biggest things for incorporation is you pay a much lower tax rate at the corporate level. So if you operate uh, like a business in Canada, it's a small business and it's owned by a Canadian resident, you only pay about 12, like less than 12.5% of the profit that you earn. Whereas if you but that's only that's only federally though, right? No, that's federal and provincial. Twelve percent. It's su- super low for the first five hundred thousand dollars that you make. So because yeah. then you, you lose that small business exemption, right? Yeah. And as then you, what is as it after you, that? Like as 26? you get bigger, it goes up to twenty six, but it's only on twenty six for the income you earn above the five hundred. So as you get right. bigger, you I mean you lose as much of the benefit. But let's say you're starting your own practice and. I mean, it makes sense to incorporate if you're going to make a lot of money. Uh, the other big thing is from a legal perspective, like obviously incorporation will, will help to protect your personal assets. Expand on that. Uh, so if you, let's say you're operating a dental practice and you're not incorporated and something happens and a client goes to sue you. Well, now all your assets, your house, I mean, your RSPs, all your financial savings, they can technically go after those assets. Whereas if you have an incorporation, the business runs in as incorporation. They're dealing with that corporation. They can only go after the assets of the business. So you mean they could take? You mean they could potentially? If you if you were negligent and then you're at fault, they could take all your equipment and make you sell the business, and you'd lose all that. But you'd still have a house, and you still have your savings, and you could start over again. But every dentist keeps as much as they can in their prof corp. That's essentially what you generally do. You try to uh, defer. It allows you to defer the tax because yeah. the way it works is you pay that twelve and a half percent on the first five hundred and even the twenty six percent. But like you, especially if you're a successful dentist, like you could be making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year and paying in the higher marginal rates fifty three cents on the dollar. But I think Neki's point was yeah. Okay, if you are trying to protect yourself, yeah. If everything's in the corporation, anyways, then like they're so, kind of. Seizing the corporation, so it's yeah. Kind of- so the, yeah, so the two ways to do it then is you leave, you want to leave the money in a corporation, but you set up a professional corporation or a holding corporation to hold your shares in the business. So as you earn additional money, you pay dividends up to your holding corporation, your PC, and then it protects the assets because they're not in the business. But you still don't have to pay the tax until you pay it out from the professional corporation to yourself as an individual. When, so when is the right time to incorporate? Uh, generally we tell, like if a client is just starting like a, like a normal business, you'd yeah. say, okay, wait till you're actually going to be successful. Like, I mean, after a couple of years and you're like, okay, it's a viable business. Then you set up the incorporation. Generally, like if you're operating like a dental practice and you're having to acquire a bunch of like equipment and you're going to have a lot of liability and you're likely going to, you know, I mean, generally this is like a much less risky than someone starting like a landscaping company or whatnot. Yeah. You I mean, they're probably going to be a viable business. So then I, we would recommend like incorporating basically right away. Yeah. Hey, I got a question. Yeah. I've always wondered this. And <laughs> let's just, let's just be real here. Yeah. So when you, when you pay an accountant yeah. to file your personal taxes, yeah. it costs a couple hundred bucks. When you pay uh, an accountant to do your corporate taxes, it's yeah. several thousand. Why, yeah. why is the difference? And why should dentists be concerned about that? Yeah, so the biggest difference would be the complicated nature of it. So okay. they actually do, as much as personal taxes might seem more complicated to so, like you mean an individual who has no experience there, they're pretty easy to do as a professional. Like you okay. mean to do your cor- personal tax return, 
we can download a lot of the information from the CRA website because all your T4s and other T-slips are already filed there. We'll check. There might be some tax planning and whatnot. But to do uh, like a corporate tax return, like you have to create a set of financial statements to send to the CRA. So you got to uh, reconcile your bank account. You got to do all this. There's a lot more schedules involved. I didn't realize as, that. Yeah, yeah, paying paying dividends. It just it gets more complicated, and there's a lot more rules, and it's, it gets a lot easier to mess up a. Uh, a corporate tax filing than it is yeah. a personal tax filing. Yeah, Akil, at, at, you know I, I know you're a dental student, and when I was a dental student, I didn't, I didn't understand any of this. But I know you have a financial background, so you do. But assuming you didn't, okay, I found when I was a new grad, yep. I was looking for a quarterback. Okay, I was looking for a quarterback to tell me when to incorporate, a quarterback to tell me when to invest, when to make a holding company, when yep. to do any of this. Who the hell is that person? Because I've yet to find them. <laughs> yeah, so like we we generally like to take on that role with our clients. So like we'll try to connect with a lot of students like as they're coming out, give them like I mean, hey, here's some, you know, I mean, here's uh, some things that you need to consider when doing it. But yeah, if you come in and, and you work with us, that's sort of the, the role we try to take on. Like a, another good example would be like a lawyer generally has like some of that information too, and and we usually work closely with them, especially if you're incorporating and. And updating the corporate minutes or having any, like, anytime we have to do any tax planning, generally we have to get lawyers involved. Yeah. Uh, so they can be very helpful, too. But, yeah, like, that's essentially our role when we when we bring in new clients is, is we try to take on that quarterback role uh, just so we can, you mean, help you navigate through it, tell you when to incorporate, tell you when to set up a, a holding corporation, tell you when to maybe... Um, uh, some tax planning things that you can do. Setting up family trusts is another one um, ahead of a sale, so you can multiply your uh, capital gains exemption, things like that. What? So, really? Yeah. yeah. So the way, and I guess this is probably something. It seems like everybody would know it because, like everyone that I work with, would know about it. But every individual has a lifetime capital gains yeah. exemption of about nine hundred fifty thousand dollars. Yeah. So if you sell, if you start a small business and you sell a small business, you don't have to pay tax on the capital gain, like up to nine hundred fifty thousand dollars. Right. But um, every person has it. So if you have a family of, you mean four people, all of your family also has nine hundred fifty thousand dollars. So. In advance of a transaction, generally we would set up a family trust to multiply your capital gains exemption. So if you're going to sell your business for three thousand dollars or three million dollars, sorry, yeah. oh, shit. <laughs> you know, three thousand dollars is a good practice. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so in a, in a basic example, you're going to sell your practice for three million dollars. Probably a pretty small practice, but you could multiply the capital gains exemption between your two kids, your wife, and yourself, and not pay any in tax. Really? Yeah. So you could take that whole $3 million and put it in your pocket. Wow. But I have a question. Why would someone, you know, like, let's... You know, After accounting fees, of course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now we're talking. Now we're talking. So like, if you separate, you know, sort of the, the um, you know, buying and selling aspect, like yeah. an ongoing, you know, dentist needs. Yeah. It's so often that I see dentists that we have as clients. Yeah. Oh, like my, you know, brother-in-law is my accountant or yeah. my yeah. high school roommate's my accountant. Yeah. Why is that potentially dangerous and why does BDO address that problem or how does BDO address that problem? Yeah, so I, th I think the biggest thing, yeah, and like we specifically specialize in in like the healthcare field, specifically dentists. Like, I mean, we'll do other ones. Like other I doctors, love when you guys call it healthcare when it's like 90% dentists. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, well, they're the most successful ones. <laughs> but it's funny, just call it dental and then yeah. have like a little wing yeah. doctors yeah. <laughs> or like optometrists. Yeah, I, I have a few veterinary clients who maybe take would, it, would take issue. Yeah, veter yeah veterinary. <laughs> like, 
Mary. But yeah. yeah. But yeah, and it's a lot it's a lot of the same type of thing. So you can like that those are the individuals that can set up professional corporations. Yeah. But I think the the biggest key around it is there is so many potential dangers that you could get into with a professional corporation, how to set it up appropriately, making sure you're following uh, following those rules and then just the knowledge of like the industry knowledge like you know I mean if we are doing dentists all the time we know some of the other challenges that some of the uh, that some of your competitors might be having obviously we're not going to share confidential information about it but we can help you and say like okay here's what we're seeing in the market here's what we're seeing if let's say you're going to sell you I mean and we're we're helping like quarterback that deal we can be like yeah this isn't a reasonable price like you mean we've had other people sell and they're getting way more than this this person's trying to lowball you so we have that experience from working with other people like other companies in the market and then have that industry expertise when you're setting up a professional corporation the, the loopholes um, so what, you can get into what are some of those horror stories that you've seen of you know a dentist hiring their like brother-in-law like what are what are the really Man, risks? That can be it seems, so dirty, right? but it seems like yeah, it like happens. benign, right? It's and it's happens. like you don't you hear trust? about the horror stories. Yeah. yeah, honestly, like I don't really see them because like most of the time, like you see your well, yeah, dentists yeah. are like they're very loyal. So like if they get an accountant and like and they work with that accountant, they're not going to leave that accountant. So like generally, we're not getting dentists that come to us after they've been practicing for fifteen years and they've been using their brother-in-law. They just stick using their brother-in-law. So honestly, I've never really heard the horror stories because we try to keep our the clients that come to us we keep them out of that situation so yeah yeah so i've seen like the the more complicated thing is usually the 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 bad situations that our clients sometimes get into are more they get into a partnership with another dentist and then mm. from like a, the practice management they disagree and then we have to sort of like you mean try to figure out okay what's the best way we can yeah. help them you mean maybe split it so like there was one uh uh, situation where they had two offices and two partners working together. We basically had to split it and be like, okay, you take this you office, office, you take this office. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and had to work and, and try to, to like basically separate it. Like, okay, we'll represent, because we used to represent both of them, and now it's like, okay, we'll represent one of the individuals. Someone else has to represent the other one to try to mediate. So that's usually what you'd see. But yeah, like I haven't, I don't have any horror stories. I just know that we do it right. So. Yeah. <laughs> Chad, I, I'm going to ask you a question. Yeah. I'm going to put you on the spot. Yeah. I find dentists every year are a little bit more skeptical okay of everything we do even just of this podcast so like what are you yeah. trying to sell and i'm like yeah. dude we're not selling anything man i'm just trying to get to know you like yeah. why can't we just get to know you yeah as as a business person in dentistry yeah I, you can't tell me you don't feel that okay how do you build trust with clients i think the biggest thing is uh that's a great question yeah is just consistently showing up you know what i mean like they want to know like when we we're trying to go out there and like meet clients, it's like, okay, we were there on, like we go to, we go to the dental schools and we're on campus and we give them, you I mean, here's some free advice and you mean, you can meet us. Uh, but we generally won't, and we don't like to get into those situations too with new clients where, I mean, after you meet us once, you sign the engagement letter and then we go from there. Like, you know what I mean? We'll meet with you like a few times. We'll, we'll let you, you know I mean, feel free to, to grill us. Feel free to ask all those questions. Make sure we know what we're talking about and build that trust over time. Mm. And then the other big part is like word of mouth. So like we actively work to, to service our dental clients really, really well yeah. so that they'll tell Dude, the other it. dentists that they mouth, work with. Right? Yeah. yeah. Like, so I mean that someone else vouching for you and be like, okay, yeah, this guy knows what he's talking about. Yeah. This guy will give you good client service. He won't mess everything up. He'll yeah. keep things well. well. So that's the biggest thing for sure. One of the other things that I found awesome. was, uh, transparency yeah and uh 
I started when I was a younger dentist. I didn't, and I kind of wish I did. Yeah. And now I always ask, you know, how much is this service going to charge? It cost me. Yeah. Yeah. I think being transparent on fees is so important because, yeah. and, and for dentists listening, going by the cheapest fee is often the worst choice. Yeah. Going by the most expensive fee doesn't mean it's the best choice. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So how, like, as an accountant, how are you transparent on your fees? Yeah, so generally the way we do it is every single year we'll have you sign a new engagement letter or a summary of services letter. So basically yeah. it's like, okay, here's what we're going to do and here's what it's going to cost. And here's what you get with it, and, right? And yeah, and here's, yeah, like so we're going to do your financial statements, we're going to do your corporate tax return, we're going to do maybe your T5 slip for paying out dividends and, and here's what each of those items is going to yeah. cost and we'll send it to you. You sign on, we're I both so agreeing to it ahead that. of time. Just, so then before we even start the yeah. work, it's like, okay, you know how much it's going to be and like the same way, like I mean, when I go into my dentist, totally. they're telling me, okay, this is how much it's going to be for your, for your annual appointment ahead of me like actually doing yeah. it too. So like that's a big thing but there is times when like let's say we're doing the corporate tax return and things maybe are a mess you I mean the bank doesn't reconcile their opening retained earnings is isn't there there's some new complicated thing that happened or whatever and any time that we're gonna have to like do before we go and do a bunch of extra work and then charge you our hourly rate for it we'll reach out to you be like hey there's some yeah, things like can your yeah. like does your bookkeeper are they able to you mean do they want to figure this out or do you want to engage us to do it and then we try to give you an estimate okay yeah. this is what it would cost us to try to clean these things because the worst thing so. you can get is random bills in the mail yeah and i found that with uh, a previous account i worked with and yeah. i was like why am i getting a six thousand dollar bill i already paid this you know what yeah. i mean and then that's when I think transparency is lost yeah. and that's when trust is lost. So I always find like my recommendation for dentists out there is exactly what you're doing. Yep. Yeah. Work with, a, work with a group, practice accountants with, uh, that have everything set up. Work with a quarterback. Yep. You're going to pay for it, but it will save you hundreds of thousands of dollars over your career. Yep. Save would, you. What would your fees be compared to like a mom and pop accounting shop? Like, so, like, you mean, we're not going to be, we're going to be more expensive. Yeah, you're not going to yeah, be cheap. Yeah, like, so, and we are, like, we are professionals, just like dentists are, like, Absolutely. are professionals, too. You pay so, what like, you get for them, man. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah, but, like, yeah. We'll, like I said, we'll be up front. This is what it's going to cost, but mm-hmm. you're going to get a level of service, like, with us. You're going to get a level of expertise. We're going to, again, find things that, that maybe somebody wouldn't yeah. keep you out of, basically keep you out of trouble and and provide that support with you there and like we have like a team of people so let's say you're working with um i think i know you guys had christine on the podcast the other day let's say you're working with her and and something were to happen like you mean she's off or or she you mean was sick or something like that she wasn't available you got a team of people like you mean i'm there working with her constantly on the file i'm familiar with it i can step in at any time whereas maybe with a smaller shop you you're working with one person who knows everything about you but it's a one person team so yeah. if something were to happen to them then you're kind of sol too so we have like a large team there we do we have like i mean we provide very good service mm. for our clients and we're very knowledgeable with like years of experience doing yeah. it so. to Nike's comment about the quarterback though yeah. what i think is and i was talking to christine about this yesterday yeah what i think is really important what you guys do is provide benchmarks Okay, this is what an average dentist is spending on salary. This is what they're spending on, you know, X. This is what they're, you know, like you you, you have the data because you look after how many dentists? dentists, Yeah. yeah. I honestly don't even know. Probably thousands of dentists. And you have that data. So you can actually 
you know, you can play that role of being that advisor because dentistry is lonely, right? Yeah. Oh, God. We don't and know what we're doing. Everyone's too scared to talk about money. I'm more yeah. than happy to talk about money because <laughs> I've made all the mistakes. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, like, you're, you're totally – I love that. Yeah. I didn't know yeah. that that was even a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what I – Man, hook me up with these too. numbers, yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> I No, I heard this, and I was like, that is your key differentiator. Yeah, Because absolutely. we don't know what the person down the street is doing. Yeah. yeah. We have no idea. Yeah, yeah. and you're not attaching names. Yeah, no. And generally it's, like, averages too. Like, yeah, so we'll do it with, like, all of our – clients too in, in whatever industry they work in like yeah. we'll, we'll get an industry report i mean I, to give you another like a good example too it's like hey there's a golf course and like you mean here's their revenue breakdown by membership fees green fees food and beverage and then here's what the industry averages so it's like are where do you compare to that and we can you I mean do it like generally with some of our clients too we can do like a presentation be like okay here's your business and then here's the industry averages and mm. here's how you kind of stock up and we're actually moving forward into that like our uh, we're migrating to, we have like a personalized uh, audit software, but we're moving all of our clients into it, which will allow us to, to data mine that and give even more accurate benchmarks yeah. of that. So that you'd have oh. the data not only of, okay, here's what I'm seeing with my practice of clients, maybe in the Guelph area. Yeah. Here's like in Canada, what we're seeing as far as like national mm. averages or like regional averages and things like that. Damn, I'd pay a lot of money for that. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> so the ODA puts out. Sounds I like think, I already got you as yeah. a client. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, think, Alberta. <laughs> I think ODA puts out benchmarks, but I think you guys actually use, like I think ODAs is like survey data and you guys yeah. use real data. Oh, yeah. I don't think survey data is accurate. No, because everyone's going to be like, yeah, I've, yeah. Uh, you know. Well, and it would only be based on the people who actually answered <laughs> yeah, the survey. That's right, right. which is a limited amount of numbers. Yeah. How many no. times have you, when someone asks you self-report, said something yeah. that, you know, is, is worse than the truth? Yeah. Or even the truth. You're always like, yeah, it's like, you know, I'm fine. I'm yeah, they're, well. they're trying to make themselves either look better mm-hmm. than they are. Yeah, Cool. Sure. Thanks, man. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Yeah, you can't end it now. I love this guy. <laughs> <laughs> It's my new account. <laughs> yeah, thanks for coming to the podcast. No, yeah. I already, uh, yeah, we signed the, I mean, we already we're already signed up. Yeah. It's yeah. time to get out, get out ahead while you're ahead. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you got. <laughs> I got too much shit under my hood. So, mm. I, uh, <laughs> no, nice. that's wicked, dude. Chad, thanks yeah. so much for coming on, buddy. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. It was really nice. Yeah, look forward to the podcast. Yeah. Absolutely. Welcome to the Hi, I'm D- Neki. Is that What's a sweater? Yeah, dude. Dude, it's the high I'm doctor sweater. Oh, dude, I see you got yours on too. Looking sharp, bro. Dude, where'd you get yours from? Uh, it, it was super easy, man. I just went on to our website, www.highimdoctor.com. That's H-I-I-M-D-R.com. We have a website. We must be raking in cash from swelling, selling these sweaters. Dude, we are killing it. I mean, if, if that includes losing money on every single sweater that we make, I, I think we're doing really well. Yeah, Neki and I are donating all proceeds, which is zero, to charity because we are losing money. <laughs> we're, we're, I, I wonder if the charity will pay us. I think I think we got something here, man. Let's, let's keep on <laughs> let's keep on losing money on every sweater. Alrighty, guys, go check us out. Hiimdoctor.com. We'll see ya.